the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents. Take a seat and buckle up, folks, because Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn are here to violate your ear holes with more indie wrestling, pop culture, and pee-pee humor than you could possibly mentally or emotionally prepare for. You're here for reviews, interviews, nonsense, and more nonsense. It's the IndieCast! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the IndieCast. I'm Shyamite, and I'm with my parents. Yep, so everybody, that is uh, Shyamite Allen. Uh, that is my, my little kiddo. Uh, we have her on today for a very special reason, uh, because we have, I believe, uh, and Cheyenne, tell me if I'm wrong, your favorite wrestler ever on the, on the episode with us today, right? Yeah. So you're pretty excited about this one? Yes. So since you're on spring break and your grades have been good <laughs> and you've been a good kiddo, uh, I figured I would let you come on and take Mommy's job of doing the lightning round questions. Does that uh, sound okay to you? Uh-huh. I don't know if it sounds okay to Mommy, but we'll deal with that. We'll deal with that problem later. So, uh, Cheyenne, who do we have on the show today? David Mercury! Yeah, so everybody, ladies and gentlemen, welcome on to the IndieCast, the technical alchemist himself, David Mercury. David, welcome to the show. Greetings, Indie Podcast, and thank you for having me. Well, well thank you for, for visiting us tonight. <laughs> it was- Really exciting. Cheyenne can't stop giggling right now. So, uh, so David, we are going to start uh, this episode as we do with every episode with what we like to call the lightning round. (laughs) Oh, you're going to do the sound effects today because Cheyenne's on? Cheyenne's on. We have five five questions we like to ask uh, somewhat rapid fire, uh, (laughs) mostly to get rid of a couple of the typical obvious podcast questions and get them out of the way. Uh, and uh, we're going to let one Shinamite ask the questions today. So, uh, my little munchkin, uh, what is question one? Who trained you and when did you debut? debut. So, who trained you and when did you debut? Um, I originally trained under the Italian stallion Tony Marino, who was a Florida-based wrestler. And in 2003, when I completed my training with him, he introduced me to Steve Kern, um, along with his student, Steve Madison. And then I picked up my training over at the School of Hard Knocks under Steve Kern in 2002. A lot of people wow. going through Steve Kern. I'm, I definitely yeah. want to ask you about that in just a moment. But I, this is the lightning round, so I will not interrupt uh, Shinamite. So, Shinamite, hit number two. What is your first wrestling memory? My first wrestling memory. But I have to say my first memory of wrestling was when I was a little child myself. And I went to the St. Petersburg Bayfront Center and caught my first wrestling show with my father and brother, which was a WCW event. Oh, wow. Who were some of the people you remember seeing on that on that show? Uh, the Texas Tornado. I remember seeing, um, who else? Dusty was on the show. There was also the Legion of Doom. And the Barbarian was another wrestler that I remembered yeah. on that event. That was a pretty good card. <laughs> that was a yeah. good show. <laughs> Uh, Shinamite, right, what's, what's the next question? What was your first wrestling move um, move you learned? And this the first wrestling move I learned. It was a lockup, kid. <laughs> <laughs> so do you know what a lockup is, Shy? So when at the beginning of the match, mm-hmm. you'll have they kind of lock up with each other. So one guy will have a hand on the shoulder. So you'll have a hand on the shoulder like this, <laughs> and I'll have it like this, and then they're jockeying for position. So that's that's the first thing you learn. You are 
mean to the technical alchemist. That's it's called true. a collar and elbow lockup. There you go. That's right. So next <laughs> next time we you get to see him live, we'll have him. We'll maybe have him teach you a collar and elbow tie up. That'll okay. be your first wrestling move you'll learn. She's like, uh, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, Kiddo, what is question four? Better scientists, David Mercury or Bill Nye? <laughs> hmm, when it comes to the scientists, I would have to see. With my form of alchemy, it is the study of any subject in its rawest form. Uh, which is why I am the technical alchemist, because I studied amateur wrestling and wrestling to its rawest form. So when it comes to science, I will actually give bow to Bill Nye, the science guy. But if he was to ever step in the ring with the technical alchemist, I will show him a thing or two. There you go. There you go. Ooh. So Bill Nye should stay away from that. <laughs> Bill Nye should not wrestle. Should not I think wrestle. I think that should be a blanket statement no matter what, even if it doesn't have anything to do with David Mercury. Uh, Munchkin, now I want to tell you, Shy, before you ask this last question here, this is your mommy's most important question. Mm, this far. is the one that's the most important one to her. So ask this one because she's she'll she'll kick people out of the house if she thinks they answered wrong to this question. So what is question five? Marvel or DC and why? Ooh. I will have to go with Marvel. That's a good answer. I go, Why, with, sir? I, I go with Marvel due to the fact that they know no boundaries on when it comes to the imagination and how far it goes. Uh, I feel with all of their stories, even though that there is some truth cast behind it, uh, they're able to push the boundaries on their... Uh, imagination compared to with DC tries to be a little bit more, um, how I should say, more of this realm than they speak of other realms. Yeah, I like so that. Yeah. I do. A little more expanded. So, yeah. well, Shidamite, you did a great job on the lightning round. I'm very proud of you. Welcome to your podcast debut. <laughs> uh, and now it's time for you to go to bed because it's way past your bedtime. That's so tell the tell the dozens and dozens and David Mercury good night and then and then off you go. So <laughs> wah, wah. good night, good night, <laughs> love you, kiddo. So all right, well, David. So now that uh, now that we've got the lightning round out of the way, uh, so uh, tell us a little bit. I'm, I'm interested, you you know, about the kind of the, the creation of David, the creation of the technical alchemist. Um, the you know when did you decide to kind of mix this? Uh, you know, the, the, the sciences of it, uh, you know, along with your technical skills to create the, the person that you've become today. Well, I've been doing professional wrestling for 17 years now. And one thing that has been known along those 17 years is that I've always been a wrestler and that I've always been a technically sound wrestler. It's something that I always found the passion for when it came to that side of professional wrestling and for the longest time that's what I pursued that's what I displayed and uh, the fans the fans did enjoy it but as things in wrestling change it's like a, 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 a wheel that keeps spinning you know and things change if you continue to stay the same eventually you will fall off that wheel you have to be able to evolve and adapt and move forward with today and as much 
much as when I first started it was the sport, now it is dove in a lot more to the um, character and creativity of what comes to wrestling now. Everybody is out there wanting to be a unique individual. And I did not want to stray far from my roots in wrestling, which uh, before I became a pro wrestler, I was an amateur wrestler. I'm a person that was always studying the game. And when, uh, when I decided to take on the technical alchemy name. It, I wasn't I wasn't a scientist because I was still a student uh, of the wrestling game, so I kept my appearance the same. Uh, but it wasn't proving the success that I was looking for. Nothing was calculating up until um, until I uh, until I met with my wife and she brought some creativity out of me. Uh, and then with also another friend of mine um, whispering in my ear about being embodying what you are and, and what, what you bring to the game of wrestling. That's when I realized I now needed to, I need to show people that I am this alchemist, that I am this person, but now I made him more larger than life so that people can understand him. Now they know that I'm not not just a scientist or I'm scientific, but I am a scientific wrestler. I still keep everything that I stay true to, but now I add that character that a lot of people have been craving these past couple of years. Oh, that makes that makes great sense. And and one of the one of the parts of the the new persona that I really like is is finding Wiley Jean. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about my, my your... somewhat older twin brother, Wiley yeah. Jean? <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about about having I mean, him around? Well, not many people are aware, but Wiley has been involved with wrestling for quite some time now. Uh, he's been in, in and out of wrestling since the eighties, and uh, he's he's been a he's definitely been a mind too to help some teams be very successful in Florida history. Uh, he used to be before he got with the Dirty Blondes he used to manage the Southern Posse which is another Florida stable that uh, he used to run through here and uh, he has a mind for wrestling and when we were introduced together for the first time it was kind of just uh, let's see if these two guys can work and here we had the technical alchemist along with Big Daddy Wiley. Well, I had to I had to reach deep into Wiley and let him know that you are no longer a manager. You have assisted me in getting places, but now you're going to assist me in another way. And then that's where I started digging into his brain and have him assist me with his knowledge in wrestling and help bring even more creativity to the technical alchemist along with his assistant, Wiley Jean. And it has been, ever since we were able to birth, to, to birth this out, um, it's been it's been an extreme joy watching it grow. 
Definitely agree. Now, I kind of have an A-B question here. So uh, question A of this is, how is Wiley Jean doing? Because B, uh, recently at a Tampa Bay Pro show, uh, Wiley Jean was viciously attacked. Yes. Uh, and I was in the second row to watch it, no less. And there's nothing more horrendous than watching poor Wiley Jean get beaten by one uh, by one Rod Grimes. And uh, I know you had kind of gone radio silent for quite a while after it. I don't know if we're breaking your silence right now or not on this subject. So um, how is Wiley Jean doing? And tell everybody a little bit about kind of what, what led up to the situation here. Well, you see, Rod Grimes is definitely what he says he is, and that is a scoundrel. He had to take one of the brilliant minds that have I have been unveiling in front of everybody in what Wiley Jean can really do, and he had to touch him. Nobody, not even myself, touches Wiley in an aggravated manner. But Scoundrel, see, he's just like every other participant that has proved my research worthy on Project 79. And that is, is that gold is poisonous. And as you can see, it already poison the mind of Rod Scoundrel, thinking that he is good enough to contain such a poisonous element as gold as it is. See, people wonder why I was carrying those that belt and the CCW heavyweight title, carrying that with a pair of thongs. I carry those with a pair of thongs because of how poisonous it is. But you know what? I'm glad that it brought him out to me because it only brings out those who are crazy enough to try to obtain it. And as long as I have that heavyweight title in my possession, (laughs) he's going to keep coming. And that's exactly what I want because now he's playing into my field. Wow. I know, right? I know, right? I'm like, well... Now, Grimes should be looking out. I know Grimes definitely should be looking out. And, and um, do you think Wiley's going to be with you? Because I think you guys have a show coming up very soon, if I remember correctly, for Tampa Bay Pro. So we'll, I know normally we do the GYSI later, but yeah. let, let's do that a little bit now because you guys, I believe, are scheduled. Are you guys scheduled to meet at the next Tampa Bay Pro show? Yes, we are. And the one thing is, is that I still have Wiley. He is by my side, but he is still recouping. But come the 31st of March when I march into that big top convention center and I meet Rod Grimes and I obtain my championship back. I'm going to show the scoundrel what Mercury was before he became refined alongside Wiley G. And he's going to find out why my name has been Echo for the last 17 years in every single locker room from Coral Springs to Chipley, Florida, that nobody, nobody gets on the wrong side of the technical alchemist, David Mercury. So uh, very interesting you mentioned. And now one thing I, I am interested about, and that, that day especially kind of proved it, was 
for the longest time, you may have been on what some would consider the wrong side of the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, you were what they would call a bad guy uh, in, in some circles. You may not agree with it, but but some people would have considered that. But I've noticed more and more as you are, you know, coming out and, and, and not just in Tampa Bay Pro, but in Punk Pro Wrestling, in uh, Brawl USA, yeah. and a lot of other companies, you're starting to come out and the fans are starting to back you more and more. Do you Do you... Now, this also could be that we're also at these matches and we're cheering. Right. So I just right. want us to because, but, caveat but, that we're also cheering. But the funny cheering. part is, that's actually a good sign, though, because you and me are going with, with our eight-year-old daughter, who was just on a moment ago, and even Cheyenne, who normally does not cheer bad guys. Like, yeah, she's, it's, she's a... It's Wonder Woman, it's yeah. Captain Marvel, it's Spider-Man, it's the good guy she's, characters that she loves, but she, legitimately, the first person she's ever decided to dress up as to go to a wrestling show was David Mercury. So uh, how do you feel about the fans starting to, to, to start time to start backing you? Because I don't think you've really changed anything. Do you think they're just starting to get it? Or, you know, why, why the fans change of heart, do you think? Because the fans truly are beginning to understand that this newfound knowledge and technical alchemy that I am displaying, that with only a few calculations, you can be victorious and procure any title use hunt with just practicing my technical alchemy. That's what people are starting to see, that my calculations and my formulas are proving true. And that's why they're getting behind me, because it's not just the ramblings of some madman. No. You see, just like everybody thought Dr. Hunter S. Thompson was a loony, but yet that man had not only Vietnam veterans, but also had politicians breaking bread in his home. Why? Because he had the knowledge of how to talk to them and bring them together that's exactly what i'm doing with my technical alchemy and that's why your daughter is a fan of mine because she sees that wow this guy has actually calculated and formulated professional wrestling right in front of me that i can too learn this and beat my opponents and procure whatever victory i hunt that's why they're falling suit it's not that i'm just out here rambling and just acting like i'm some crazy Delusional scientist? No. No. You see, everything I've done for 17 years has calculated right up to where I am right now. And you know what? One thing is sure. Numbers don't lie. And actually, Dave, you, I, do, yeah, I do have a follow-up on this in a second, but you did okay. make me think of one thing, because you just mentioned 17 years. One thing that I do remember about you, obviously, in the time, because I've been I've been a fan of yours since even before we, you know, the lab coat and everything came out. But uh, can we expect, because obviously of the things that Rod Grimes did at that most recent show, um, I've noted one thing that has not made an appearance that often lately has been the fish hook. And I'm wondering if we might be able to see the fi- if the fish hook might be coming back as a little bit of a punishment for what Rod Grimes has procured upon Wiley Jean. Well, like I said, come Warpath when Tampa Bay Pro presents that event, I will do a lot more than satisfy your oral fixation on me. <laughs> 
checking out the dental problem that Rod Grimes got going on his mouth. But just for you and just for your daughter, I'm going to make sure to stretch his face real well. All right. The fish hook, always one of my favorite I things. I used to oh, love that. Oh, my goodness. You get so, so excited. I did it's used really... to get really excited for that. So uh, another thing I get excited for, and, and if you uh, are near uh, a show where David Mercury is at, you should be there. Um, but you should be there for what I feel. Uh, and, and I notice stuff like this. You because do. Because I'm a geek. Uh, and you've said this more than once, that he, I have to say. That David Mercury has the best the best merchandise table in the business right now. I, um, I think so. It's, uh, it's them. And the, it's him and the gymnasty boys, but for really? completely different reasons. I was gonna say it's hard to it's hard to get around the ducks table. Like the ducks they're, too. They're true. That's a very that's a very decorated table. That's a very decorated table. The gymnasty boys are famous for basically having a uh, a swap meet yeah. on their tables. But David Mercury has some of the most interesting items. Tell us, tell the the fans some of the things that you you tend to have there. Uh, on your merchandise table, and and who kind of came up with the idea for some of the things that you have out there? Because, I, I like I said, I think it's absolutely amazing. Well, I do have a director in merchandise who does a fantastic job with putting things together. Uh, as for some of the things I personally requested, uh, I definitely recommend... Um, or I personally requested was the stress balls, the Mercury <laughs> stress balls. Um, those have definitely been one of my favorite choices. Um, yeah. But that, along with my shirts, uh, which you can get online on my uh, my, fa- my Facebook fan page, because um, we have a shop online there as well. But all the credit when it comes to my merchandise, I put in uh, my chief at marketing. She's the one who puts it all together. Uh, and your uh, your chief of marketing has definitely done an excellent job. Uh, I do know that we own one of the stress balls that you mentioned. Uh, That's true. We own some uh, skull pencil toppers, which are, look really cool. Yeah. Uh, I believe we own some goggles that, uh, from from David Mercury, and uh, I believe she was nice enough to your uh, director of marketing was nice enough to I believe have a t shirt uh, placed on back order for myself and Shinem Height. So That's nice. so we'll be having those too. Uh, so. Uh, but no, yeah, and that uh, that artwork, by the way, done by a friend of the IndieCast, Buckshot. So let's we'll definitely uh, definitely put uh, Buckshot over on that one because we love it when when Buckshot gets to do some awesome work on that one. So, by the way, funny story on that awesome work. My mom got to see David Mercury for the first time uh, at that last uh, that last show, and she took one look at his at his shirt and wondered why I was on it. And I had to <laughs> let her know that no, mom, that's Wiley Jean. That's not me on the shirt. I know it's a bald bearded guy. <laughs> But that is not me. That is Wiley Jean. You'll meet him later. And then when Wiley Jean came out, my mom went, "Oh!" and, and everything made sense. So, um, so uh, David, one other thing that uh, that I don't think this is a secret. I, well, actually, I know Rod Grimes even mentioned it. Uh, that you are a uh, you're a uh, trainer. You train at the the Lethal Academy. So, uh, tell us a little bit about what it's like being a trainer at the Lethal Academy. And if somebody's interested in training, first off, what how could they uh, get in contact to uh, to uh, get with the school? Uh, well, when it comes to getting in contact with the school, you can check out the Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling Facebook page, and we have on there a uh, flyer that you can check out the photo department. Uh, 
in that or the photo section in that fan page. And on that flyer, it gives you all the information that you would need to get in contact with uh, Tanya, who is the head of enrollment over at the Lethal Academy. But yes, I uh, I am the assistant trainer alongside Jay Lethal at the Academy, and I never would have thought that the man that I first despised in Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling that I would be working alongside him. But do you know what they say? Uh, the best knowledge comes from when those colleagues combat. And I feel with both Jay's training and knowledge and with my training and knowledge, even though we tend to butt heads, it gives us a better outcome in, in terms of training when it comes to training new talent. Um, it's been a wonderful experience. I will say that much. Um, it's good to learn. Um, and stay a student of the game, so so to speak. Um, cause that doesn't change no matter what. If you're a trainer or not, you you're constantly learning. So, um, and that's one of the things that we do teach here. Is that uh, it's one of those things that you just don't stop. That's one of the great things about professional wrestling Definitely. is that you don't stop learning. There's no cap off. You don't get a master's. You don't get a bachelor's or social. No, you you are in it. You're a student. You're a student for life. There's there's no no bounds when it comes to learning in professional wrestling. And when you come to uh, to the Lethal Academy, you're learning from two of the best. And Actually, one of the best and uh, one of the greatest. <laughs> and if you and and for those of you who are in the Florida area who follow the Florida independent scene, uh, the people that you've been in, probably most impressed with on the independent scene as of late down here have probably come out of Lethal Academy. Uh, Troy Hollywood, Snoop Strikes. Um, uh, I know Hunter I'm, Law. Hunter Law. Yeah. Um, I was like, we could. We can, we can go a, on and on. Uh, interestingly enough, a, a fairly recent graduate of that is one one person who uh, David fought at Punk Pro recently. A uh, Dick Danger is out of true. is out of Lethal Academy, and he's starting to show up all over the place lately. So uh, they definitely do definitely do some good work. Is there now? Is there any like one piece of advice that for somebody that might be considering getting into the business? Um, what would that what, like? What was the, that kind of one base piece of advice you all you always want to give them? Start training now. <laughs> Start physically training now is what I try to tell everybody. Uh, we normally have a uh, an orientation before we start new class, and when we normally start our orientation, we start it uh, two weeks, almost three weeks before the actual start date. That way, you could you have time to start getting yourself in some type of ring shape because uh, just coming off the couch into a school, it's not easy. It is not easy at all. So you want to start conditioning your body now before you go and enroll. It's not just something you can say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and jump on this and I can I can do what those guys do. What we do in the ring is very physical and the, the, the term fake gets thrown right out of the window yeah. after your first week. I and even as a fan, I get angry by oh, that word some yeah, days. That word's not allowed in our house. Not definitely not allowed in our house. So. But, uh, uh, well, honey, I am going to open up your other favorite question, the Trevin Adams Memorial question to uh, one tech the technical alchemist, David Mercury. So, oh, that's true. Like what our friend of the IndyCast, uh, Bob Evans, says you're doing the drives. That's right. And uh, it's been a long night. You're hungry. It's late. 
and you see beautiful lights up ahead. Are those lights to sheets or Walla? Uh, I know. That's a tough oh, question. I'm going to be a Walla because uh, I'm going Walla. That's right. Okay, so though though that answer is wrong, uh, why <laughs> why why Never. Walla? That you guys had the triple. Wawa? I had a triple play well, last week, so. Well, I, I know Sheets is a northern thing, and I'm originally from New London, Connecticut, but I personally, I've only drove past one one time when I was up in Pittsburgh doing a show with the Blondes, and we never stopped in there. I've always just been a staple of Wawa because they're down here as well, okay. and there's more of those down here, so uh, I, I haven't had the full pleasure yet of, of Sheets, but... Um, that's why I went Wawa, you should because rem- I, I went with what I know. You should remedy that. It will change your life. It won't. In, in it won't change your you life won't. at all. It won't. <laughs> like I said, I had all three of IFHY say sheets last week, so I'm okay. They're from I can, up north. I can, they're cheating. It's okay. I can, they're not cheating. They're they come cheating. down here all the time. How dare you? So, Wawa's uh, the best choice. All right. Yeah, you win this week. Yeah. You get it. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, let, let me get to the to the infamous final two questions. We have two questions we ask every week to all of our guests. Uh, David, the first one's a little dark, so I apologize in advance. But uh, in this uh, wonderful performance art that we have called professional wrestling, we sadly tend to lose a lot of talent early. Uh, so with that being said, if there was any person that you could work with who is no longer with us, who would that be and why? be you know, an old friend of mine by the name of Justin Honeycutt also went by Rise. He was a Florida wrestler that was a good friend to a lot of us and he passed away at a very young age and it wasn't even had anything to do with wrestling. Um, he was doing tower work and something happened and he, he didn't make it. I don't want to get too dark into it but he was a good friend of mine when I first started in this business. He was a good friend to a lot of people. Very humble, very nice guy, genuine. Get the shirt off your back. And I feel we lost him too soon, too quick. And uh, he would be somebody that I I would like to have an opportunity with one one time. Very nice. So. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. So. Man, this could make me. This is, oh, no. I feel like I need to take a second before I follow into this really dumb question too. Um, but but here I go anyway. Uh, so, uh, question two: We here at the IndyCast feel that uh, uh, all animals in nature have certain traits uh, that assist with their survival. Giraffes have the long necks. Rhinos have the big horns, etc., uh, etc. Et we believe uh, that the human's trait is the ability to use tools. So. With that being said, technical alchemist David Mercury, if you could fight any animal, what animal would it be and what weapon would you use to fight it? It's, it's always so much silence. I know. This question gets everybody right off the bat. I love it. Well, first and foremost, I am an avid, avid animal lover. Um, I've gotten the opportunity to work with a lot of animals. Uh, I never have taken There, with that being said, there are no rabbits being I, experimented during on during his experiments, so no worries right. on that. There's no animal exactly. testing. Exactly. No, I, 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 the only animals I work on are Homo sapiens. <laughs> uh, not, not, not any other ones. But uh, if there was any animal I would go after, with what tool 
Gator with a bamboo and vines. Is all I would need, actually. Oh wow! <laughs> this is he took it. Ba- he took it Tarzan style. Was, he was like, "I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go real natural with this." By one. the way, that might have been the most Florida answer I, I think we've ever had on that question. I was by like, the way. "Wow, that that kind of bled the Florida colors." Right there. <laughs> yeah, so. that's all I would need. <laughs> Well, David, this is the uh, part in the episode that uh, one Mr. Brian Cage has officially given us permission to call. Get your shit in. Uh, this is your chance to let everybody know where they can find your uh, merchandise, your social media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, the floor is yours. All right. Well, if you need to locate me, you can find me on facebook.com slash David Mercury. Um, you can also hit me up on Instagram at the Technical Alchemist, and also on Twitter as the Alchemist DM. And you can also find my fan page, the Technical Alchemist David Mercury. Uh, appreciate you guys for letting me on your show and dipping into the pool of knowledge that is Technical Alchemy. Well, yes. we we've been excited to have you on. This is definitely one I've been looking forward to, I know. and. Uh, and uh, I know uh, Shinamite will be it was excited to be a part of it today, too. So uh, and to all of our dozens and dozens, thank you always for being a part of the IndieCast as well. We appreciate it. Uh, until next time, everybody, I am, as always, Chad Allen. I'm Shelly Allen. And uh, for Shinamite, uh, we always yes. say, Deuces! Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Greetings, everybody. Chad Allen here from the IndieCast. Uh, Well, I guess, obviously, they're listening to the show. Uh, Here to talk to you about Phil Singer Games. Uh, I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before if you're a listener of the episode, but if you're not, Phil Singer Games for over 30 years has been the top wrestling card and dice role-playing style game that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version, where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out, to Legends of uh, Today from here on Earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors, or to the most recent independent up-and-comers. You can play any single one of them, or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndyCast sent you. Go to philsingergames.com. Just shove it in my face. I'm ready to greet the day, you <laughs> fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Streep. We are, we're touching wieners. Touching wieners professionally. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Mom, save vagina.